a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson. It's great to be with you today. And as we've been talking about some of the issues that have been going on in the bo- uh, at the border, of course, uh, part of that balance is uh, is really crucial. And the the balance, of course, is how do we have compassion and rule of law? Uh, both sides of the political equation have uh, turned this into a uh, a major political battle. Uh, for decades now, for decades. And they have presented the fake fight and the false choice that you're either compassionate and you just want to open the border and let anybody come in, or uh, you're a rule of law person. You're heartless and cold and you're not going to let anybody in for any reason. And both of those are false. Neither of those are uh, what we need uh, as a country. As a country, immigration is part of our history and heritage. It's part of what makes our country extraordinary. And those of you who listen to the show regularly know that it was one of the most stunning moments uh, when I went back to Washington was the fact that it was really obvious. It was really obvious that the Democrats in Washington and the Republicans in Washington for the most part, agreed on what needed to be done when it came to immigration. They agreed. They agreed we needed a border. They agreed we needed an entry-exit system. They agreed that we needed to be able to tell who came in the country and who left. They agreed that we needed to change the per-cap quotas uh, for different countries, allowing people to come into the United States that we needed to alter and adjust and update uh, the just ancient process of going through the immigration system, uh, that our H-1B visa workers uh, needed to be overhauled and updated for a new kind of economy and a new kind of worker. Everybody agreed on all of those things. Now, were there areas of disagreement? Of course there were. And some of that was with, well, what do you do with the people that are already here illegally? What do you do with the young people who came here through no choice of their own? And there were some disagreements on some of those things, but they're pretty small. And the reality is if you would do the things that everybody agrees on, there actually wouldn't be that many left that were here illegally. And those that were probably fall into two camps that I have absolute confidence the American people know what to do about. There are some in this country illegally who are thugs and bad guys. 
And I have absolute confidence in the American people that they know what to do with thugs and bad guys. And the remaining number are very sympathetic cases. And guess what? The American people know what to do in those cases because we're a compassionate people. And compassion and rule of law are compatible principles. So why then are we still having this debate decades and decades later over immigration? And the ample answer is simple. Politics. We have people on both sides of the political aisle who would rather have a political talking point than a solution. We have political parties who would rather raise money online and through mailers than solve the problem. We have political parties and candidates who would rather have a wedge issue to try to win an election and maintain power than they are about building bridges and doing what's best for the American people and the interests of our nation. And so to me, those are the tests. Those are the challenges. Why are we still here? Why do why are we still having this conversation? And part of that is a we the people issue that we have to decide. We have to decide, have we had enough? Do we and are we willing to say, wait a minute, we can solve this? Surely, surely the American people can solve this. And they can. And we see it all the time. We see so many of the things that are happening at the border from a compassion standpoint being done not just through government but through volunteer organizations, religious organizations, uh, and so on and so on. And so all of this can be done. The, the question the question is just one of political will. Are we willing to go down this path? And so I, as I always do, throw out the question to both the left and the right. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid if you don't have immigration as an issue that you're going to lose power? If you do, you shouldn't be in office. Are, are you afraid that the principles you profess to believe and proclaim in your campaign literature doesn't really work? What are you afraid of? And to the American people, we send back. 94% of those who are incumbents, we reelect them every election cycle, 90 to 94%. We keep sending the same people back. What are we afraid of? Are we afraid of losing power? Are we afraid of losing control? Have we bought into the idea that the other side is the enemy? Do we have contempt for those that we disagree with? Uh, we've got to do better. We have to have a different kind of conversation, especially when it comes to to our border. We're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. We'll come back. We'll pick up the conversation here on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? 
I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.